Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Growth Hacking Show for business coaches and consultants. This is a podcast for you to discover new business growth campaigns directly from the trenches. I am Ed Rich and I interview business thinkers and thought leaders about their successes, failures and business. And most importantly, what's working now in their business. Hey everyone, this is Ed again and today I'm excited to bring in one of the, actually one and the only, Arfa Saira Iqbal. Arfa, <laughs> welcome. How's it going Ed? Awesome, awesome. So for those who don't know, Arfa Saira Iqbal is one of the co-founders of Booksmind and uh, the powerhouse, one of the, the, the powerhouses of the Booksmind um library that we are putting together uh, in the form of toolkit and she's specialist in social response copywriting what it means we'll probably get a chance to talk about that but um, it's something really really cool and today we are going to talk about the three critical components of an effective marketing campaign or in other words the single biggest reason why most of your marketing campaign fails, why most of the Facebook campaigns fails, why people lost a lot of money on the name of marketing. So coming back again, welcome Arfa. Thank you very much, Ed. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So um, yeah, Arfa, uh, what do you think is going on in the world? Why people are panicking? Uh, I mean, almost every time we come together, we see we have a couple of stories of people in the panic mode who just need some tweaking here and there and 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 they'll do better than what they have been doing in their marketing in growing their business. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the key things is is and I've been for those of you who don't know, I've been in the online space now for the last literally nine years so since 2010. And in that time, I literally helped hundreds of business businesses like literally get clarity on their marketing. Um, the key thing that I found like almost unanimous, I've worked with startups and now I only exclusively work with, uh, you know, people who are uh, coaches, consultants, six figure businesses, seven figure businesses. Right. Um, but across the board, you'd be surprised at the number of people who get their offers wrong, who get you know, their ads and their marketing completely and utterly wrong. And when you dig deep, the key thing, the, the difference between a campaign that performs really well and a campaign that doesn't really comes down to how well you've articulated what that offer is going to do for your end prospect. So I've seen multiple times where businesses just talk about themselves how awesome they are, how cool they are, and it's not even relevant to their customer, right? At the end of the day, when people are buying from you, they are buying a solution to a problem. That's how you've really got to start reframing all of the marketing. Don't just think of this as, oh, it's just numbers on a spreadsheet, you know, and I've got to make these numbers work. No, it's, of course, it's that too, but you're dealing with humans, right? And and people who have problems, that's why they're going to come to you. That's why they need an actual solution to help them out of their problem and if you're not articulating that problem clearly in your web copy in your landing pages your ad copy your your literally your entire offer your entire everything that you're selling hinges on your ability to do that and do it really well and if you can't do that you can have the best products in the world and sadly no one's really going to take any interest to it because you've got the angle like the way that you're approaching it is like completely wrong yeah so um you know because we deal with a lot of online marketing, uh, we come across people who uh, see online marketing um, as something different from offline marketing. So when you think of online marketing, you think of uh, billboards, uh, traditional advertising, TV advertisements, yeah. uh, pamphlets and newsletters sent to homes and, and advertisements and magazines, books, newspapers yeah. and stuff like that. And then they deal with it in a separate way from what we see on the online because Facebook looks different doesn't mean 
people have a different mind or different way of dealing with their fears and stuff. So in essence, I believe like even though I, I, I don't have experience of doing offline marketing more or after I left my job a couple of years ago in uh, in, in a not-for-profit organization I was working in, um, the, the marketing is essentially the same. It's yeah. just the same. The tools are different. The mediums yeah. of delivery are yeah. different. But That's the it. marketing is same. The, well, the way that you've got to think about it is exactly that, right? The marketing has to be the same. Um, and when I mean the same, I mean in sense of the way that you talk about your product or service. Okay, So it doesn't matter whether you're selling something offline or whether you're selling something online. The sort of the principles and the strategies remain the same. And that's really important because, again, even if you are selling offline, people want to solve problems, right? They are, are looking to have something fixed, something that they want to buy to alleviate some kind of a issue or a problem. And even if, like, you're thinking, oh, well, no, that actually that's not true because I like that. Uh, you know, I'm buying that because I like that. Again, it's satisfying some sort of need that, you know, that person has, you know, the need to feel important or the need to, you know, feel good about themselves. So it might not be something that is, you know, solving a, a, a massive problem, but it's still solving some sort of a need, even, even if that's like, a, you know, an emotional need. Right. But the principles stay the same. So the way that you would sell online and the way that you sell offline, even though, you know, the medium might be different. The, the principles remain exactly the same. And that's exactly what we're going to get into in this podcast. Yeah. So um, I'll bring the attention. There's, there's a lot of things going on when you said that um, in my mind. And I was imagining um, a recent example of the success Apple computers, Apple company uh, yeah. has gone through. Uh, yeah. If you look at their offers, if you look at their websites, their offers are like two, three words as the yeah. main um, uh, kind of hook we yeah. should say in marketing terms and then a little description and then people go and spend thousands of dollars or pounds online um, they are able to pull it off because something that people don't realize is when somebody come on apple's website they are already warm yeah traffic and they warm cold traffic or let's say less cold traffic or again just the warm traffic um, into uh, into excited traffic who are ready to buy by doing live events, which are, if you think about it, they're actually like webinars. So if you see, if you've watched those events online via streaming, uh, if you're an Apple fan, uh, which yeah. millions and millions of people are, um, like people who are quickest to buy when they, they, they launch new product, they yeah. go online, they watch the webinar delivered by apple and they watch all the products which are available to sell uh, on sale right now and then they go and they pre-order uh, yeah. for those items and the process is no, the same the process that we do with our clients and which all the successful marketing campaigns whether entrepreneur by entrepreneurs or by, by professional marketers are done do you know what's really interesting about what you just said? Um, it never used to be that way, which is really, I mean, what a lot of people don't actually know is that, like, this is back when Steve Jobs, you know, was around and, and he first started out. His first ever computer was a computer called uh, Lisa, and it yeah. was like $10,000, right? Mm -hmm. And for those of you who love Apple but don't really know the backstory, the first time he launched that particular product, it completely and utterly failed. Like it failed spectacularly. He literally took out a nine-page ad. Nine-page ad. Can you imagine? Nine-page ad in a national newspaper. So that must have cost him an absolute fortune just to have had that ad in place. And it, the campaign completely failed, right? Reason why it failed, because he was talking computer language. He was talking features, 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 features. That's it, right? That's all he talked about, right? And it actually ended up getting, he ended up losing his job as a result of it as well. Um, what was interesting is he is Steve Jobs later on in his life, he actually got involved in, with Pixar Studios, right? So he learned the art of storytelling, right? Yeah. And what was fascinating is when he looked at how they were doing 
um, marketing and how they were actually putting together everything, like every single thing was very nuanced, right? It was talking about, it was like having a hook. It was like making those features really accessible, turning them into actual problems or turning them into actual things that people could relate to, right? Because here's the golden rule of marketing, right? People buy on emotion and they justify with logic. That's literally how all buying decisions are made. But if you are only speaking to the logical part, you actually missed out on the first part, which is the emotional part that's driving the need to have that thing in the first place. So when Steve Jobs came back and they relaunched, it was really fascinating because when they launched the iPods, he didn't talk about how many, like unlike all the other, you know, all the other sort of computer retailers out there, you know, there was Dell, IBM, um, you know, he didn't talk about what they were talking about, which is things like gigabytes and stuff like that. Because realistically, even though I've got a computer background, even I can't tell you, how much data can be stored on, let's say, you know, one gigabyte, right? Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how much was stored on that, right? And so you're expecting people who don't know anything about computers to understand what that means to them. So when Steve Jobs actually, you know, he he launched that iPod, he talked about 4,000 songs in your pocket. Now, all of a sudden, it's completely relatable. Can you imagine, like, thinking, like, you know, at those times, because I remember I was quite young then as well, and it was like, oh, okay, so, you know, if I want to listen to music, I have to have this, you know, Walkman, or I have to have a CD player or something, and I'm limited by the number of songs that I can have, right? And I have to carry around all of these discs with me, and it's just, like, such a pain. Imagine this, going and telling your mother on, uh, (laughs) okay, I'm buying this device, it can have 4 GB of data, and the data is songs. And yeah. try telling her, I'm buying this design uh, device which can have four thousand songs. Yeah, which one makes sense? It's yeah. this one definitely. Absolutely, it, you know, it, it all of a sudden now becomes relatable. Now all of a sudden it's become highly desirable, right? They want that one thing. Oh my god, four thousand! Like I could have my entire, like all my world favorite, like songs on this one tiny little device, yeah. and I don't have to carry around all these things like. You know what? You are now build. Okay, and you know what's really cool about that though is like you now all of a sudden made something that seems so obscure all of a sudden really relatable because no one can relate to four gigabytes, but everyone can relate to 4,000 songs in your pocket, right? So what you're doing is you're creating desire for a product and you're getting people to that point where they're thinking, oh my God, like I really need to have this. This is a very, very, very strong and very powerful hook. And I do believe it's this art of storytelling. And you know what? It's, It's really, really changed the complete horizon for Apple, like everything changed for Apple, um, you know, once that once that happened, because now all of a sudden they realize that people, this is what people are responding to, okay? And that's actually a very, very powerful thing because if you can move people to align their needs with what you're selling, you will sell all day long. And the way, the, the difference between the first time he launched, when he was launching his $10,000 Lisa, compared to when he launched the iPod, it was a huge shift before it was like nine pages of like nonstop features, which didn't mean anything to anyone, to now all of a sudden talking about benefits and emotional benefits and connecting with the needs of their audience. It was such a dramatic shift, not only for the way that they did all of their marketing, but also it just put Apple firmly on the map like that business has gone from strength to strength to strength It's now like one of the top businesses in the whole wide world I believe yeah so that remind me of something that we keep hearing uh, yeah. about that you should talk about fee- benefits and not features yeah um, yeah it makes sense and everyone talks about it but nobody does it right and <laughs> And yeah. and to me, it sounds like an insider joke for copywriters. The copywriters say it, copywriters understand it. Yeah. What about everyone else? How it ties in in a marketing campaign? But before that, I think it's also important to to, to talk about um, the, the, or highlight 
the three components that we are talking about, the three components of any marketing campaign, and then we can dive in a little bit on how benefits fit in those components. Yeah, definitely. So right. your three components, main components, is your, number one is your hook or your headlines. So that's the thing that's initially going to draw attention to your product. Okay, we'll get into that in a second. Um, then you have your offer, and I always feel like the offer is really underrated right so the way that this is where your benefits really come into play um but you know how you position it how you talk about your offer um you know what kind of nuances you use in your language these all sort of add up towards you know either helping or hurting your argument for someone to buy from you right um and then you have like your your final uh, component which is your deadline okay so you've got to create some sort of scarcity or urgency or you've got to give people a reason to act now and you know sometimes it's easier said than done because you know you might have an ongoing service and it's like oh I don't really have any you know deadline for this but is there a way that you could perhaps create some sort of fear of missing out or, or fear of loss um, that a person thinks, oh, I have to act on this right now. And we'll get into all of that. But those are your essential components that it doesn't matter whether you're doing it online, whether you're doing it offline, you've got to have those three components. That's what makes a compelling offer. That's what makes a compelling ad. Yeah. So what is a hook? Let's talk about that. Okay. So hook, the way I like to think of it is literally the one image that comes into my mind is an actual hook. So if you can imagine like, you know, Captain Hook from, you know, Peter Pan, like with an actual hook, like trying to pull you in, that's literally what a good headline would do, right? It's a different way of saying something that would get people to take notice, right? So, you know, and, and, you, and you see this all the time. Like I tell you what's, you know, who does this really, really, really well? Mm -hmm. magazines and i would say definitely newspapers they've mastered the art of the hook right yeah. they will often write two or three words on the newspaper that when you look at it and you see it and you want you read it you go oh my god i need to find i need to find out what's going on right yeah. they are absolutely like if i you know if I was going to give anyone any piece of advice with regards to headlines or hooks, go and look at newspaper headlines, go and look at magazine headlines, right? Um, and the reason why, you know, they've been constructed that way is because very often, okay, now things have changed because a lot of the stuff has moved online. But initially, let's say if you're, you're, you're commuting to work and you're going to catch the train, you would be, the first thing that you would see when you get off at the station or even when you're getting on the train is you would see a newspaper stand, right? And there'd be all these different newspapers and all these different magazines all competing for attention. And they would have to think of very clever headlines to make people want to buy them. That's yeah. literally where they came from. And, and a hook essentially is something that makes you stop in your tracks and think, I need to know that, or I want to find out more. That's ultimately, that's what the purpose of a hook is. And your headline, therefore, has to do exactly the same thing. So it doesn't matter whether you're sending out an email because your hook is going to be your subject line. If people don't like the subject line or it doesn't resonate with them, they're not going to open that email, right? Um, and there's so many different things that you can apply to a, a potential headline, right? You can have scarcity. You can have... Um, but the one that I really enjoy the most is curiosity, right? It's like if that headline makes you... But I have also seen you using the hook as a way to to tell Facebook algorithms to identify um, yeah. very specific people. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I, I currently at the moment, um, there's one campaign that we're running for a client and this particular client, it's a brand new campaign that we've just launched. And I, even I myself have been quite shocked at the response. The response has been through the roof. Um, and it was a very simple headline. It was like, read this if you want to, and I, I, for purposes of, you know, I've got an NDA. So for purposes of non-disclosure, I'm not able to mention who the client is. However, the headline was basically, read this if you want to. And then the big pain point that you want to solve right? Read this if you're struggling to lose weight, right? Read this if you're constantly tired, right? Honestly, read this if you want to get more customers. Read this if you want to get more clients. 
It's such a simple... Yeah, and in that campaign, we left the the targeting pretty open, more open than it used to be before, and yes. what other gurus teach about Facebook ads and targeting and pinpoint laser sharp targeting. And now we yeah. led with Hook that you yeah. created uh, yeah. in that. Now, that bring me to the discussion of um, the benefits we were talking about. So how is Hook tied up with benefits? So, you know, here's the thing, right? There's so many different ways that you could write a potential headline. One of my favorite ways is actually to include a huge benefit uh, in that particular headline, right? Um, and again, like if we take the, you know, weight loss example, right? Read this if you want to lose weight or read this if you have a sweet tooth and you're struggling to drop those last 10 pounds or something, right? Yeah. Um, it's speaking to a very specific problem, okay? And then also it's suggesting that there is a huge benefit here that if I read this, it's gonna give me the answer to what I'm looking for, right? Now, benefits within copy, I would say absolutely paramount, okay? Because features describe what something is, whereas the benefits tell you how that's going to help that person, what it's going to do for you, what it's going to do for your life. And actually, the most powerful bullet points are the ones or the most powerful uh, benefits are the ones that hit upon an emotional nerve. If you can add an element of emotion into your bullets or into your benefits, and I tend, the reason why I'm using the word bullets is because sometimes when I'm writing, well, many often, uh, many times when I'm writing copy, I will list benefits as a series of bullet points because it's just easier to see, easier to read. And, you know, people, your eye is kind of like naturally drawn to, to the to the bullet points and you can see straight away okay um but what's really really important is you know you're turning something that's quite could be otherwise quite boring or quite mundane and you're turning it into something that now all of a sudden is highly relevant and speaking to the person directly okay so if you had a weight loss uh, a miracle weight loss soup okay um and you just put helps you lose weight that's not compelling sorry it's not right um but if now if i talk about the end benefits um this is going to help you drop three dress sizes in the next three weeks of course i'm just making all of this up right and you'll finally be able to get into that dress you've always wanted to get into that is now speaking to a very particular emotional point right um and even things like um, touching on what are, the, what are the key things that people really, 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 really want, right? They want to look good. They want to feel good, right? So when they're reading your stuff, if you're speaking to some sort of promise that is going to help them to look good or to feel good about themselves, you've kind of almost hooked them in anyway, right? Yeah. So benefits, when they are done properly, they are amazing. They have the ability to transform very dull, boring copy to something that is quite sublime in my personal opinion and gets yeah. the job done right yeah. and, and and i'll tell you i'll tell you something um and, and this is a, a actually happened to me just just a few months back i one of my clients is in the hotel industry and every year they put on an event um that is designed to help uh you know basically it's all these hotels they exhibit in one place and you know exhibiting at a trade show is extremely expensive right um and one of the key problems that they have is that when they sell these spots for the for this trade show they also try and upsell um you know a whole bunch of sponsorship opportunities and so my client said to me i'm really struggling to sell the, the, the sponsorship, uh, sponsorships, we've been doing this show now, this is our 10th year, and every year we really, really struggle with this one thing, and people are really reluctant to buy the sponsorship packages, but we know it can really help them get more business, right? So I said, okay, cool, let me let me have a bash at it. When I read through the copy, I it was very cold, it was very impersonal, didn't speak to any pain points, um, there was no hook, but the biggest thing, the thing that you know stood out to me more than anything else, is we're just talking nonstop features. Here's what you're gonna get: you're gonna get a billboard, you're gonna get you know uh, this on your stand, you're gonna get this, you're gonna get this, and you're gonna get this. Literally, that's all it was. And I was like, what the heck does that even mean anyway? Like, if I was exhibiting, 
that doesn't mean anything to me. You're telling me what I'm going to get, but you're not telling me what it's going to do. So the first thing that I did was just completely change that and talked about the benefits. Like what is the big benefit, right? And I'm taking into consideration now my audience. And I rewrote those packages, sent them back. And when I saw her, like she literally grabbed me and hooked me so hard. I was like, oh, what's going on here kind of thing. And she like must have thanked me about a million times. She goes, do you know, she goes, this is the first time in 10 years we sold over 20Ks worth of sponsorship packages in three days. Like she goes, we've sold out now. Uh, this is the first time this has ever happened. And she just couldn't thank me enough. And all I did really is made that copy, A, more specific to that customer and customer. So, you know, the hook being the headline, it was more relevant, you know, solving a pain point, solving a problem, right? Um, talking to the end result that that person wants. And more importantly, you know, we changed the benefits, uh, sorry, we changed the features to benefits that were speaking to exactly what they wanted, Yeah. right? So the person who's reading that now knows exactly what they're getting. They know that when they invest however much money it is into a sponsorship package, they know exactly what that's going to do for their business and how, how it's going to help to increase their sales and, and, and increase their turnover. And that's what people want. They're, they're not interested in the thing. They are interested in the benefit of that thing. And that's yeah. really, yeah. really, really important. That brings me to the next point, which is, let's say you get the, the features and benefits equation right. You have the benefits. Still, you, it doesn't guarantee that your campaign will be successful. And the reason would be the, the one of the, I would say, the single biggest important component of any campaign. I mean, of course there are three, but if I have to put a yeah. priority on it, that which one is the highest priority is the offer. And which yeah. is also the most misunderstood component. Yeah. In fact, the hook itself is an offer in disguise. And, yeah. but for let me first talk about what is an offer because this is the place where everyone gets it wrong, especially people who are not from copywriting or marketing world they get it wrong uh yeah. I, I i remember having a heated conversation with uh, with a client over saying or having the, them confused one day for just mentioning the offer to go to the next page so yeah. before they get like everyone here that they need to have a call to action uh but your call to action is pretty much useless unless you have an offer and and here's what offer is it is whatever you are promising the people in return for taking the next step. Now, it's all, again tying back to benefits. We talked about benefits, benefits. This is, this, is, this is just benefit. What is the benefit of taking the next step? That's the offer. But in marketing and in campaign term, it's presented in a, in, in a specific way that it stands out from the main hook of the whole sales letter or the campaign texture uh, yeah. the the campaign com composition what, what do you uh, say about that so you know you actually made some really good points there right because the offer is so hypercritical to the success of your campaign and I've seen people literally when that when when their ads are not working when something is broken something's not working something's not selling they automatically assume it's the price right Right. That's often the first thing. They'll just drop the price. They'll discount the price, right? But you have to remember that any type of transaction, when somebody buys, it's an exchange of value, right? So a person is paying for the exchange of having that value add in their life, right? Yeah. That's literally how you've got to think of it, okay? And so the offer, therefore, has to create that value for that person. It has to talk about, what that person wants and what that person needs in a way that speaks to them, directly to them, okay? And I'll, I'll give you a really good example, actually. So I had this one client who um, they sold, they had like a membership program and they had a very high churn rate, which means that every single time, if they had like 100 people taking the membership, um, you know, literally like every few weeks, like a whole bunch of them would just fall off. Right. And they wouldn't you. OK, but that was because 
they hadn't done a very good job of talking about the offer. They hadn't explained the offer really well. They hadn't explained what is this going to do for this person. They hadn't explained how is that offer going to change their life. Therefore, there was no incentive for that person to want to continue with their membership, yeah. right? You haven't, you've done a really bad job of selling it. People are like, you know, sometimes people just buy on a whim because they just think, oh, yeah, this is going to help me, right? But you haven't really ex- explained that offer really well. So yeah. the first thing that, the, that my client said to me was, okay, let's knock off 50%. I'm, why do you want to knock off 50%? Well, it's such a valuable service. So the first thing that I did was I went in there and I changed the discount structure because now we what we were doing is we repositioned the offers to sell on value, not on price. Massive distinction, by the way, guys. So anyone who's listening to this, you know, don't ever, ever, ever write an offer based on the price. Always talk about the value. Right. So, you know, it's like anything in life. Okay. Yeah. I have hand cream on my desk. Okay. And if that cost me two ninety nine, right, you would say, okay, it's like, it's three quid. It's nothing. Okay. Yeah. However, if I now talk about what is the value that, that is bringing in my yeah. life, well, it's going to make my hands soft. It's again, we're speaking to the benefits here, right? Exactly. Um, it's, it's benefits in disguise, but in, in a way yeah. uh, that, uh, it, it converts benefits into perceived value of price. Of course it does. Of course it does. So, and do you know what? This is the secret that a lot of the top marketers, they know this inside out. This is why you'll, you'll have a coach or consultant who's selling a program and they'll sell per hour, right? Yeah. So they'll sell like an hour of their time and let's say they sell it for like, I don't know, $100, right? Arbitrary value there, right? Um, but then... You've got these top marketers who are earning seven figures, six figures, multi six figures, seven figures, right? And if you look at how they position their offers, they never talk about this is how much it is per hour, ever. They just don't do it, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I do coaching and it's only, you know, one hour is going to cost you this much. They never, ever talk about that. Instead, they have packages mm. and they have premium packages right oh three month program it's going to cost you it's only going to cost you 5k mm. and to coaches and consultants who are really struggling to even get like one client through the door or, or struggling to get those clients um you know buy more from them they can't even imagine how these other people are selling it for 5k what they themselves are selling struggling to sell for 100 yeah right and the difference being that one understands how to position it really well and how to create incredible value and how to make it like really sound like this is going to transform your life. Whereas the other person is probably talking more about, you know, the features, um, maybe throwing the odd couple of benefits in there, but hasn't really positioned it in a way that that person is looking at and thinking, oh my God, this is going to change my life and I need this right now. Yeah. Huge difference. And it's in the positioning, right? There's no reason why even somebody who's relatively unknown in the coaching and consulting field, why they couldn't sell 5K, 10K or more packages just based on how they position their actual offers. So key. Yeah, yeah. Let me give you an example. Um, Yeah. Shameless plug and super proud foods plug at the same time. We... (laughs) At Booksmind, we put together a toolkit for coaches and consultants, and we, we call it Booksmind Toolkit. So you as a listener, uh, we invite you to come and join this toolkit for free as a beta user. We, we would love to put up a price tag on it, but if you join it now, you're going to be logged in as a, or in other words, grandfathered in to to get all the components and what are the components inside now i'm not going to talk about the features i'm going to talk about what are the things that you uh you you can use basically these are the things that you use in your daily life to run your businesses and life Uh, and especially if you're a coach and consultant you understand the value of uh, checklists uh, frameworks tools coaching tools consulting frameworks and stuff stuff like that that you use in your own business as well as you use in your clients businesses so what we are doing is we are combining collecting and combining together these tools along with trainings and workshops inside this secret membership library which is the toolkit and the way to get to the toolkit is just go to booksmind.com uh, booksmind.com 
and you will go through the, um, there's, there's an offer there straight in front and just follow through the offer. I think what's really, really important for people to understand is like, you know, how is that going to help them in their business? Most, the most important thing is, is if you're a cultural consultant and you're struggling to grow your business and you're looking for really, really key, crucial things that you can implement right now in your business to give you speed to solution, this is really going to help you, right? Um, and you know what? I've seen other programs out there where, People are charging like an arm and a leg to get the same kind of information. And what we want to do here at BooksMind is we want to try and empower you to have the best business that you can possibly have. Right. So that's why, you know, you, you can have access to all of that information for free, totally gratis. So, you know, you're not going to you're not going to pay a penny um, and it's totally free. So, you know what? You should go check it out. Yeah. Great. Awesome. So come back to the discussion of offer. You just saw an example of an offer of uh, we improvising an offer for you. Um, and in other, other words, the, the reason we were able to, we are giving it for free is not that it's kind of a lead magnet or something. It's actually uh, a way for us to know that out of the things that we are collecting and putting in there, which ones are actually useful and impactful for you and for your clients when you use them and yeah. so that we can collect more of those and reject the remainings so so that's why we are giving it for free for for the beta uh joiners users members we call it that way um i'm so tempted to even call it uh, like we are books mine and it's like a books mine nation <laughs> so join the books mine nation but uh, probably will come out publicly and, and say it once we have a little bit more traction. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that brings me to two subcomponents of an offer. So the offer itself and, uh, the, and how to get the offer. Uh, yeah. An offer itself is not really useful. No. Until you have the second subcomponent and the third uh, main component, which we are going to talk about, which are deadline or a reason to take action now. So yeah. you have a call to action, which uh, is a common term that is used everywhere today. Um, you should have a call to action. You should have a call to action. In my experience, call to action is just like a way to tell them that how they can yeah. take an action right well, now for example i gave you call to action go to booksmind.com yeah that's a call to action because and the reason why call to actions are important and honestly you, you know if you're listening to this you're probably going to be thinking oh my god are people really 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 don't do this honestly i'm not joking when i say this like if you don't tell people what to do guess what people are lazy they won't do it right people are busy they're distracted they get lazy Sometimes it's just need to Yeah, literally, you know, I remember yesterday I was traveling with my family. Yeah. I, I had a thought in my mind that I want to search this thing on eBay. Right. And I opened my phone and I started typing it and suddenly my son said something. Uh, I don't remember what he said. I looked at him. I responded to, to his uh, whatever he asked me to, to, to tell him. And then I looked back on my phone and literally next 15 minutes, I was just looking at eBay and trying to remember what was it like that thought <laughs> yeah. literally like yeah. spent 15 minutes and I couldn't come across that thought again. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? we're living in an era where because the digital landscape is changing so much, everyone is distracted. Like you get hundreds of emails coming in through your inbox, you know, you're on Facebook, you've got all of these things that are competing for your attention. Don't take it for granted that just because you presented an amazing hook, an amazing offer, right, that people are automatically going to know what to do. The thing that frustrates me more than anything is when I see something that I want and I don't know how to get it. Like, it's not immediately obvious to me. If I have to click around to figure out, and I've done this, right? I, I have even seen this a lot of times in Instagram. I mean, there are lots of very cool uh, fashion bloggers out there on Instagram, they will put up something and you will like it, really like it. And then you 
you, now you know that you wanted to just like it so much instantly i want it at least at least i want to check out their their website or something and you cannot get through it anything you're like you're jumping through hoops exactly just, you even go to their website where you won't find the right link to get to yeah, that exactly. that item yeah but how this is relevant to to anyone who you know who wants to make their offers really powerful, you know your call to action is basically an extension of your offer. You're basically saying, "Here's my offer. Do you want it? Okay, well here's how you get it, right?" And you have to tell people like, if there's a button, tell them go click that button, <laughs> right? If the button's red, go click the red button now, okay? Or go click the buy it now button now, right? Um, you know, sometimes it could be something like. Go fill out this form, right? You have to tell people in like literally in crystal clear detail, they should understand how to get your offer. It's yeah. so important. I can't tell you how important this is. Yeah. I've seen web pages. I've worked on copy. Like I've lost the number of times, um, lost count of the number of times I've worked on copy where there was no call to action. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, they're complaining that oh, we're getting really good engagement, but no one's buying. Well, that's why. You know, sometimes just adding on a call to action, like puts your conversion rate through the roof. Okay. Um, reason being, because you're telling people exactly what to do. You know, I was on a site just the other day and I was looking for this, I was looking for some information and the, the order button was on another page and I didn't know which page it was on. And I was like, well, how the hell, how the heck do I order this thing? I want this thing. Yeah. And I couldn't order it. I got so frustrated after literally about 10 seconds, which is a very short amount of time. Couldn't find what I wanted. I'm telling you, I was off that site like a rocket and <laughs> I went and found another one, right? Reason or bookmark it, leave it for later, which probably <laughs> a year later you may remember, oh, I'm going to bookmark. Just be real, you know, we, 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 we don't have that mental bandwidth. There's so many things competing for our attention. Yeah. We physically do not have the bandwidth to deal with that nonsense, right? Yeah. So your messaging has to cut through the noise. When you make an awesome offer, don't let it down with a really bad call to action or no call to action. Like that would be the and, worst scenario. Yeah, and I think this is this is an excellent time to talk about the third critical component of any campaign, which is the reason to buy yeah. now. Yeah. 90% or more of all the campaigns I ever come across yeah. Uh, they don't have this deadline. Only some launches have these deadlines or um, campaigns from some of the gurus that I follow have these deadlines. But most of the people, they they only put deadlines or some reason to buy now only when they are doing some manual work yeah, or going on at the yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's a couple of things that, you, you know, um, I think... I feel is very important to mention here. Having a deadline um, doesn't necessarily have to mean an actual date deadline, okay? It could also include scarcity in other ways. For example, limited number of copies, um, you know, limited number of bonuses even. So things like that, okay, really important because it encourages a person to take action now. Now, in case you have the kind of business, like let's say you have a service-based business, and you're thinking, well, hold on a second. I offer, for example, if you're a coach or a consultant, well, I offer this package all year round, okay? What you might do is you might say to somebody, if someone's ended up in your email sequence or something, you might say to someone, listen, you know, I normally charge uh, this for this particular thing, but if you take action now, right, rather than discounting it, so I'm going to give you a piece of advice here now, rather than discounting it, try testing, adding on an additional offer. It could be anything. It could even be like extra coaching sessions. It could be, um, you know, private one-to-one, -one, um, something that is very, very valuable. By the way, in fact, know, I yeah. believe that um, yeah. coaches, consultants, our audience should include a free consulting session with almost everything they ever sell if that's not already a coaching or consulting because that's a way for them to get another call with a with a prospect and uh, present an offer yeah. during that call. The way that they would add the scarcity would be something along the lines of, "Listen, I only my calendar only opens up for four spots a month. That's it. Like you miss this, you miss out. Okay? Why you you know that's what you that's actually a really good way of doing it, right? Because some people are like, well, if you're offering coaching sessions all year round what is, where's the, well, I can go get a coaching session whenever I want. 
right? Um, but if you're now positioning this as being, I only take on, you know, um, you know, I only have like, I open up, only open up, you know, four coaching spots a month or something, that then creates a little bit of scarcity, right? Um, and then that means that if that person really wants something, it means that they're going to have to now wait X number of months or, you know, X number of weeks or, you know, a month before they have to uh, then have that chance to do it again. By the way, I tell you what, Jeff Walker, for those of you who don't know, he's, he's a really, really smart guy. Um, he has a product called Product Launch Formula and he only does, I think it's two or three major launches a year. I'm not sure of the exact number. Um, but product launch formula, you can't buy that. This is a premium product, by the way. Like I think we're looking at about uh, it's like 2K or something. Um, it's a premium coaching program that shows you how to launch a product online, right? But that particular program is only available, I think, like two or three times a year. Right. And so when he says this is not going to be available for the next six months, he really does mean it. Right. So one key factor, and this is very important, um, congruency and honesty in your marketing is the key to making your deadlines work. Because if you say to someone that, oh, if you click off this page, you know, this offer is going to be completely gone and you'll never be able to see it ever again. Guess what's going to happen? If they click off that page and they see that offer somewhere else, all of a sudden they no longer trust you. And they think, oh, this guy's just saying it or this person's just saying it anyway. I've just done that. that even, even things like uh, yeah. if I genuinely bought a product and I don't like it and I took advantage and I did. I mean, I bought like 50,000 pounds worth of online products in the last five years. Yeah. And probably 1,000, 2,000 pounds of them I, I get refunded because I didn't really like it. Uh, yeah. once I join in and stuff most of the people say when you when you uh, cancel your subscription or when you get a refund you will still keep the product 99% of those cases I've seen they don't really respect that those words they say yeah. so if you say that in your deadline I highly urge you that like whatever it is that you're offering respect it because I really intend to buy from that person again uh, if they have something relevant, it's not that I hate that person or, or yeah. I'm a chronicle refunder. Uh, I'm just a normal person who spend money to get something in return. Sometimes yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Exactly. But I remember what you say to me when you're marketing your stuff. So <laughs> honest marketing is, is we stand for it. We... That's, you know, honestly, our books mind, this is like literally our ethos. We believe in honest marketing. We yeah. don't believe in like, you know, BS or hype, you know, if we say that something is limited, it really is limited, right? If we say that... Go above and beyond to artificially, even if you have to make sure that it's limited technically, do it. If yeah. you're saying it's limited, then make it limited. Even if yeah. there's no reason, it doesn't need to have a reason just because it's your marketing campaign, it has to be limited. Okay, limited. There's yeah, exactly. no way for anyone else to bypass that limit. No, definitely not. <laughs> so I think, I mean, we've actually covered a lot of really good concepts, I think, um, but, you know, uh, in this podcast, but, you know, the, the core things that everyone needs to understand is, look, it doesn't matter, right? I, I understand, right? Having, you know, I'm a consultant myself, right? Um, and I've worked with a lot of coaches, a lot of consultants, and I can tell you without fail that the biggest reason why campaigns fail is not for like the small stuff or the pricing is wrong or this, that, and the other. Nine times out of 10, you've either got a problem with your hook, it's not compelling enough, but your headline is not compelling enough. Um, your copy is really badly written. So your offer is, you know, it's, it's vague, it's inconsistent, or it's not clear, or the end benefit to the user is not clear. You don't have a clear call to action. And, you know, you don't really have some sort of urgency or some sort of deadline in there. So, you know, and again, it doesn't matter whether you're doing this offline or online, you know, you've got to have those components that's what makes a successful campaign and remember the last piece of advice that I'm going to give to everyone is always sell on value and not on price it's not the price that someone is 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 paying for that matters people buy on emotion and they justify with logic so if you really amp up the value you can sell a program that you know you've been selling for like 
$100, you know, for, for one coaching session, you could literally package that into, oh, here you go, five sessions. Instead of selling five sessions, you could sell it as an actual program, put an, uh, put an attached or perceived value to that and sell based on the value. People are buying a transformation from you, right? And that's what you should be selling them. Sell them, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a very easy saying, right? Remember this, okay? Sell the sizzle, not the steak. That's really what you should be doing. Yeah, I, I'm literally visualizing in my, my, my eyes. There you go. So you can, <laughs> if I, I said to you, sell the sizzle, not the steak, you can Im immediately, you can imagine a steak that's like sizzling on a yeah. barbecue or something, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's what you're doing. You're selling the sizzle. That's what you've got to do. And you've got to do the same for your stuff, your programs, your products, your packages. Look at the way that you are offering and offering your your services and ask yourself is this compelling enough like read the copy and think am i talking about the end benefit um to my my potential audience right or am i just going on about how awesome i am right everything has to be about your customer everything has to be about your customer that is like the golden rule of marketing so you know you you nail these things and you really um you know talk about these things and you do them in a way that speaks to your customer you'll be fine yeah cool so guys um by far you've learned three critical components of an effective marketing campaign and they are in this order the hook the offer and the reason to take that offer right now and you can also call this third reason as the deadline as well so the hook the offer and the deadline so that bring us to join the toolkit that we have created for you you're going to find not only checklists frameworks and tools we also are putting in uh, workshops very specific to coaches and consultants on how they can grow their business but not only that um, we have other guests on this podcast um, who are providing tremendous amount of um, information related to how you can do specific things in your marketing campaign for example the book launch funnel or how you can do um, use your book uh, or Amazon ads to promote your book within Amazon and things like those that we cannot really technically cover on the on the podcast right now here but you can go through it those five ten minute chunk of uh, video go actually go and experiment in your own business and see the difference and uh, well if you get any results we would love to have a testimonial from you but meanwhile this is the best time if you're using a mobile phone to check it out, uh, open a browser and type booksmind.com. There you go. Booksmind.com. <laughs> and get access to the toolkit while you remember it, before you forget it. Um, and we're going to add the items with almost every single episode. We're going to add some trainings. We're going to add some checklists. We're going to add some bonuses of the speakers, which you will not find anywhere else. All designed to help you grow your business. Exactly. Awesome. Thank you for your time. Um, I'm going to see you next very soon. All right. Take care.